band Hurricane Inside. Uh, we just got her- done hearing the track Got a New Name. It's a band from down in Los Angeles area. It's actually two people for the most part. Greg McRitchie and a man by the name of uh, Jay Swallow. Hmm. I have to consult my crystal ball and find out what the first name is for Mr. Swallow, but uh, 
that's that. And so also on that track, you would have heard Al DeNoble as an additional bass guitar. Hurricane Inside, interesting band from down around Los Angeles, Hollywood, California, places like that. This is a five-song EP, I guess it would be called, from 2016. Good evening, Davis, California. If, in fact, you're listening in the evening, it's totally cool if this is being heard on a replay. Uh, All the Giants fans out there, I give them permission to cut live tracks for tonight if you you so choose. Uh, Giants are in the middle of a very, very delicate situation as they try and close out the season with enough wins to be able to get into the playoffs somehow. And they're playing Colorado pretty much as I speak. So, knock on wood, good thoughts for the Giants. If you're tuning in on Friday morning or maybe on Saturday night, well, the balloon's gone up on this game, and it's whatever it is, and we'll just have to hope that it worked out well. Cool recreational beverages of choice are definitely recommended. Just got the lava lamp going, so it should be good for the second hour over here at the out-of-control booth. What do I have for you this evening? Well, I do have a fair amount of local music that I'm looking at down here, and I also have a fair amount of music that I'm going to be playing off a couple, three, four different CDs, LPs, things like that from days gone by. So I'm going to get right to that next. Let's see, what else? I believe it's important that I let you know. Aha, yes. Only 106 shopping days left till Christmas. Everybody feeling all right? Yeah. Woo. Well, I guess it's been a time to run off the show. This number was very big. Probably about 12 years ago. It goes something like this. Teenage 
from the CD Black and White Night, a live recording of Roy Orbison and Friends with the song Move On Down the Line. And before that, you were listening to Fleawood Mac from the Boston Tea Party. In this case, it's the CD. They originally released on an LP with the song Teenage Darling. This is KDRT and live tracks here in Davis, California. And you thought maybe I'd forget. A couple weeks ago, I asked the pithy question, does the universe have an edge beyond which there is nothing? And the answer from the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics said, no, there is no edge. What astronomers are sometimes talking about is the observable universe, the part we can see. Of that, there evidently is an edge. Now we're going to go a little bit deeper tonight. Did the universe expand from a point? Well, we've all thought that. You're sitting out there in the middle of nowhere, you've got a flat tire on your car, waiting for AAA or whatever. And you're thinking, looking up at the stars, huh, how did all of this begin? Well, no. The Big Bang was not an explosion in space. It was a process that involved all of space. Unfortunately, many students, teachers, and scientists mistakenly picture the Big Bang as an explosion that took place at some location in space, hurtling matter outward. In reality, all of space was filled with energy right from the beginning. There was no center to the expansion and no magical point from which matter hurtled outwards. The confusion arises in part because of the amazing conclusion that the observable portion of the universe was once packed into an incredible tiny volume. This is true. But the primordial pellet of matter and energy was not surrounded by empty space. It was surrounded by more matter and energy. In fact, if the whole universe is infinitely large now, then it was always infinite, including during the Big Bang as well. To put it another way, 
The current evidence indicates only that the early universe, the whole universe, was extremely dense, but not necessarily extremely small. Thus, the Big Bang took place everywhere in space, not at a particular point in space. I know. That's my whole outlook on life. I'm going to have to go back and think about that. This is KDRT and Live Tracks in Davis, California. This is a 60 cycle hum. You don't want a 60 cycle hum. Not when you're doing a radio show. Hold on.
That was a classic old tune. That also is from Fleetwood Mac from one of Mick Fleetwood's favorite albums that they ever released. That's called Underway. That's the name of that song. Last track on side A. And from the album Then Play On. And I was reading an interview recently with Mick Fleetwood. He lives over in Hawaii. He has for about 16 years now. He's got a good gig going over there, actually. And he was talking about things like how they were hoping to be able to get Stevie Nicks to commit to the time and effort and things like that that it would take to be able to put out another album. And he was also talking about other music from back in this era that evidently he felt didn't get treated the way that it should have been and so he feels like there's a lot of stuff in the can that could get released that's good enough to get released but it's a matter of getting the powers that be and other things like that to go ahead and get them released so we can cross our fingers I don't know that it would be as early as this would then play on you might still have had Danny Kerwin Jeremy Spencer you know um, possibly Peter Green something like that uh, they might have made an appearance on that album, things like that. So I'm not sure that, that it's quite that far back. But, you know, never know. Well, I think I, what I'm going to do right at the moment is switch gears a little bit. It's a kind of a nice look back on some of that. I'll get to some of the other old music. I say old, it's classic music. It's still just as valid. But I think what I'm going to do is change to something a little bit more recent. This is Gwyneth Moreland and David Hayes, and it'll be Gwyneth on vocals. This is a very poignant song. kind of fits in well, actually, with what you just heard. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening and supporting KDRT and Davis Media Access here in Davis, California. This is Gwyneth Moreland and David Hayes from the Odd Fellows Hall this June. 2016 with the song that she wrote Pine Box Sailor Little Pine Box Sailor Where is your mother dear Has she gone and left you all alone out here Where the weeping willow grows And the cold dark waters flow Where the crawdads hide in their deep hidden caves Did she leave you here to your watery grave? Little pine box sailor, where is your mother? Little pine box sailor, what does the egret say? She'll scoop you up in her wings and take you away to a land that's warm and dry, where sweet little babies don't die. She'll keep you warm 
Come true. 
was so beautiful. Oh my God. Way to go, yeah. Wow. I hope that makes it on the radio. That was, could you hear them? That was so beautiful. It made it on the radio. This is KDRT and Live Tracks in Davis, California. That was Tracy Walton making her wish. Tracy, it's your birthday, or is it? Anyway, birthday present, early, late, whatever. Chris Webster, Tracy Walton, Bill Edwards with the Lynn Ronstadt song, Blue By You. Started out with Gwyneth. Oh, <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, it's Gwyneth Moreland, right. David Hayes, down at the Odd Fellows Hall. And the song Gwyneth wrote, Pine Box Sailor. And then followed that up with David Hayes and Gene Parsons, down at the Odd Fellows Hall this last September 10th, with a song that David sang there, Do It For Love. Beautiful song. So... There'll be more of that coming along. I decided I'd kind of trot maybe that song out there and just give everybody a listen to it. I think right now it's time for 50 Years Ago This Week in Beatles History. Well, I finished up with September last week. I won't be here next week. I'll be down at the hall recording. So I'm going to go ahead and cover the first week of October, 1966. On the first, yesterday and today, the American-released LP from Capitol Records was in its 15th week in the top 100 Billboard charts. Got a rather cryptic thing here on the fourth. Dandy Fashions is incorporated. I've never heard of them. So somebody out there, go ahead and let me know someday what the heck Dandy Fashions was all about. Someplace over in Britain, I guess. Yellow Submarine was in its ninth week in the top 30. On the fifth, Eleanor Rigby, same thing. They were a double-A side on that single. Uh... The first British underground newspaper came out on the 5th of September. I wonder, modern maybe. I can't believe that they went a thousand years more or less and the British Empire never came out with an underground newspaper, but that's what they're claiming. First issue of the International Times, an underground British newspaper. Then on the 8th, yesterday and today, 16th week in the top 100, told you it was kind of slow. George and Patty Harrison were over in, well, they were overseas. They were on some kind of a vacation thing, spending some money. Paul was probably, if he was smart, hanging out with Linda. I mean, not Linda. He hadn't met her yet, Jane Asher. And John Lennon was in the middle of making a movie. He was Private Gripweed in the movie How I Won the War. And Ringo could very well have been sitting in his place, surrounded by his garden, wondering, this is way cool. What the heck happened? I'm rich. Ringo was always the most down-to-earth of the bunch. He was totally 
above board. He'd admit it to anybody, anywhere. He said, I am the luckiest man around. So that's 50 years ago this week in Beatles history. I thought I'd play another song off of Revolver since it was busy selling all over the world at this time 50 years ago. Kind of looking at this and thinking to myself, I've played a fair number of these. California Dream, and by the way, this is the Ventures that you're listening to in the background. These guys are no slouch, and Bruce Botnick is the recording engineer on this. Bruce Botnick recorded a lot of the Ventures albums. He recorded a lot of stuff. He worked for Western recorders and different things like that down there in L.A. He might be most famous, at least early in his career, for having been the sound guy for The Doors after about their first album the producer for The Doors just evaporated. He said, I can't take it anymore, and wandered off. And so Bruce actually was sort of co-producer. There really wasn't anyone else there, and the band trusted his instincts. And so he mixed the music and, and recorded it and figured out how to keep the band together, and a little bit anyway, and, uh, and got some good tunes out of it. So you can thank Bruce Botnick for this that you're listening to can also thank him for the doors. This is KDRT LP 95.7 in Davis, California.
There's something about smoking and driving at night That blanket of black and a little orange light I don't mean to romanticize I know this kind of habit can endanger a life But it's not a long time It's a quality of time So I'll just keep smoking Baby 
This is 95.7 KDRT, Low Power FM, for Davis, California. And you're tuned to Live Tracks. Song you just heard there, Down in the Flats, the Johnny Nocturne Band. It's from a CD, Good to the Damn Bone. Blue Bucket Records out of San Anselmo, California. Johnny Nocturne. See, like we got an inception date on this. Mm, no, at least not where I can find it right away. Started out that set of music with Dr. Robert. That's the Beatles. Followed that up. One of my new favorite songs for the summer season, uh, going into fall here for 2016. That's from the Dogs and Bones latest release, CD release, Broken Man Blues. And that song is Smoking and Driving. Great imagery for all of us that have driven through the high desert at night. And finished up, well, followed that with Crazy About You. That is a band that was around for just a short period of time, the Twanglers. Don Fox was playing guitar on that one, one of the guitars. Don Fox also played with Gary Yoder in his band when they played down at the Oddfellows Hall in May of 2015. And actually, I've got a little bit of the Gary Lee Yoder concert on the list tonight, so I think I'll be getting to one or two of those songs also. But for right now, as we head into the second hour of Live Tracks, I may have mentioned before that I think we're perilously close to double digits as far as remaining shopping days for Christmas. Yeah, we're, it's almost all over now, 106 shopping days left till Christmas. So that's rough. I think I've probably got something here that would be a great gift idea. Last time it was the rolling bedside iPad stand. This one here got my attention, the best cordless grill light. Yeah. So for all of us who barbecue a lot, well, when it does get to be fall and winter, it is a problem. You're outside 5, 6 o'clock in the evening and you can't see what you're doing. So you need a grill light of some kind. This one's cordless. There's only one thing about it, though, that really kind of uh, surprised me. I mean, you can find lights all over the place, right? That will... Well, the thing is that, um, you know, if you clamp this onto the side of a barbecue grill, I mean, is it going to melt? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's a question. What we need is the Answer Man. The Answer Man was United States 15-minute radio program that aired from 1937 to 1956 on Mutual Broadcasting System. It was broadcast late Sunday evening. During the 1940s, it was sponsored by Trommer's White Label Beer. <laughs> and a guy who was born in Ellsbury, Missouri in 1893 was the Answer Man. 
It was created by Albert Carlisle Mitchell and Bruce Chapman. So anyway, why do I tell you about that? Well, evidently, it was pretty amazing. The program's offices were located across the street from the New York Public Library. Chapman had a 40-person staff. They got a million questions a year. They kept their specialized library of several thousand volumes. They created a card index of 20,000 authorities who could be consulted when all research avenues failed. The show was carefully scripted, yet it created the illusion that he was answering these questions spontaneously. He would often close an episode with a short poem that was relevant to a previous question. So this was right up my alley. I thought, well, you know, the answer man. Well, so I had a question, and it was answered down here at the bottom of this page. Okay, so typical questions were, how tall was Jesus? What makes bubblegum bubble? And is it true that only the male cricket chirps? I know, we got you reaching for Wikipedia. How tall was Jesus? What makes bubblegum bubble? Is it true that only the male cricket chirps? Okay, so those are toughies, but he evidently was able to get those. But according to an article printed in the 1940s, there were two questions that the answer man was unable to answer. Two questions. And when I come back after this next song, I'm going to tell you what those two questions were. This is KDRT and Live Tracks, Davis, California.
is KDRT in Davis, California. That was another track from the EP Hurricane Inside is the band Walk Away is the title of this nice CD here. And that's the song Leave the Lights On. So when I left you all, I was telling you about The Answer Man. The Answer Man, a radio program that was on from 1937 to 1956. Heard twice a day on New York's WOR radio station from 37 to 52. Typical questions might have been, how tall was Jesus? Evidently not much of a problem for the answer man. Is it true that only the male cricket chirps? (laughs) He probably knocked that one out without even consulting his staff. What makes bubblegum bubble? That could have been a little bit tougher, but I'm sure they got it all. Nope, there were two questions. According to an article printed in the 40s, two questions the answer man was unable to answer. And here they are, two questions. You ready? But I just want to, uh, you probably should take a, a good stiff pull on that cool recreational beverage choice because once I fill your mind with these two questions, you know, how are you going to get them out of your mind? And where are you going to look it up, see? So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you're feeling a little weak right now, maybe you don't want to listen to these two questions. All right. Okay, here we go. How many buffalo would it take to fill the Grand Canyon? That's right. How many buffalo would it take to fill the Grand Canyon? He couldn't answer that one. And here's one that's really made for Davis, California. So I'm thinking, okay, we're 50 years later now from 60, what, 70, 75 maybe even, 70 years from when this interview was done, this article was printed. So perhaps there's somebody out there in greater Davis, California. I might, I'm surrounded by people that know like tons more than they should. And, you know, if they probably get paid by, you know, the IQ point or something like that. But anyway... I'm going to throw this one out there, and if anybody has some kind of a clue, and it's scientifically proven, mind you. You can't just, like, have a theory. (laughs) Here's the question. Do birds dream? This is KDRT, Davis, California.
KDRT in Davis. That was the song Crosses from Dogs and Bones' first CD titled Dogs and Bones, song written by Greg McRitchie. And also you would have had Phil Cohen on drums and Chad Watson on bass, Greg McRitchie on guitar and vocals. So... While that song was playing there, I did go ahead and jump on Mr. Computer, such as it is, and I just did a search, Do Birds Dream? And I was afraid of this. Yeah, you got some people that are out there going, yeah, maybe, you know, my bird woke up in the middle of the night, started singing, cockatiels, this, whatever. So the answer is, no one knows. At least I'm not finding it right away. KDRT, Davis, California. No, I didn't leave you alone in the dark. Would you believe me if I told you I felt guilty about giving you a question that can't be answered and then making fun of the fact that we can't answer it? I feel really bad.
thinking about And I was a sailor Spend my time on the open sea When we each day Off the coast of Santa Barbara
is KDRT and Live Tracks in Davis, California. You just heard a little bit of Vahivala, or a lot of Vahivala. That was a live performance from Logging to Messina when they got back together for a reunion concert down in Santa Barbara, California. About 2005. According to the Santa Barbara Bowl. Before that, you heard Pretty Woman from the Black and White Knight CD, Roy Orbison and Friends. Listening to a little bit more Ventures in the background. Sitting here thinking to myself what direction I want to take the show for the last half hour. Seems like I've been kind of silly tonight. If you're going to be up in British Columbia anytime amazingly soon, you could catch Nick Fleetwood and his blues band with bassist Lenny Castellanos, keyboardist Mark Johnstone, and guitarist-vocalist Rick Vito. You could catch them playing at the Hard Rock Casino in Vancouver on September the 30th. And on the 2nd of October, they'll be in Victoria, British Columbia, at the University of Victoria in the Farquhar Auditorium. Yes, Nick Fleetwood. He and John McVie, the two that have been with Fleetwood Mac since the beginning. Which I think answers my question, what direction to go next? So I'm going to go back to the Boston Tea Party. I'm going to hear another old song from February 1970. This is Fleawood Mac and the song Stranger Blues. So fast 
truck is falling, falling down like rain. Bad luck is falling, falling down just like rain. Seems like no matter what I try to do, look like my luck will never change. Got the game before aces, my ruck been running slow. Got the game with the four aces, and the police broke down the door, and I cried, Lord, what can a poor boy do? Yes, it's bad when you got no money, people. Look like all bad luck come to you. Come home this morning, my wife looked at me funny. So don't you walk up to hear Mike. Unless you got some money, and I cried, Lord, what can a poor boy do? Yes, it's bad when you got no money, fellas, and your woman turn her back on you. Dinner. 
She looked at me like a fool. Can't you see I'm playing checker tonight? Think it's your turn to move now, cry Lord. What can a poor boy do? You're sick, baby, got no money, and you woman turn her back on you. That's a bad place to be in, y'all.
Love You Too by the Beatles off the Revolver album. Followed out with Stranger Blues, Fleetwood Mac from 1970, Boston Tea Party Live. What Can a Poor Boy Do? That is a song written by Mike Henderson, performed there and sung by Mike Henderson along with the Bill Shoulder Blues Band out at the E Street Plaza in Davis, California in 2005. And the Bill Scholler Blues Band, Bill Scholler on guitar and vocals, Mike Henderson there on guitar and also vocals. Yeah, Dale Lieberger on bass, Craig Faria on the drums, and Jim Monroe on keyboards. Ah, the old uh, Spring Fall Concert Series out at the East Street Plaza. It was out there quite a bit over the years. And then finish that up with another one from Broken Man Blues, Dogs and Bones is the name of the band, Broken Man Blues, name of the CD, Closer to the End. It's the name of that track there. And that pretty much is what we're at. We are closer to the end. Got about less than a minute to go. That uh, song right there, Closer to the End, was written by Phil Cohen. Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. Well, I want to hope that everybody out there had a good time. Lava lamps finally percolating away. I don't know about the Giants, but I'm hoping they're doing well. Tune in to KDRT throughout the rest of the week. We've got some great local programs. We've got some wonderful programs all along the line. Uh, syndicated and and regular and repeats. So go to the schedule, kdrt.org, find the schedule, and treat yourself. Thank you for listening. Peace. This is Gary Lee Yoder over at the Oddfellows Hall, May 2015. Enjoy.
Thanks for coming by.